Uh, hey. Hey. It's easy pills to swallow. Lexi and Peyton here. It's true. That pause, as I say multiple times, that gets longer and longer each time. And I love that. Our final episode is actually just going to be that pause. Yep, um, that's it. And then it'll end with, it's easy pills to swallow. And we'll pharma see you later. Yeah. And then that'll be the episode. And you guys will love it. Hopefully, It's almost going to be like a flat line of a heart monitor because it will be Sisterly. Yeah. That's not good. No. <laughs> That's not good at all. Time um, of death. May 14th. What day do we graduate? May 18th? It's a weird day. It's a Saturday. Usually we graduate on a Friday, but it's Saturday for us this year. Oh, because does everyone else graduate on Sunday? Yes. I thought that was this year, though. No, this year was Friday and Saturday. I thought it was Sunday because we had to stay in the halls. Now I'm looking it no, up. No, but I thought... No, I thought they still... Okay, because I remember having... Oh, maybe remember... it was Saturday. No, they did graduate on Saturday because that's why we had to stay in the halls. Because people who were in the bands got like... Didn't um, have to leave until after graduation. That's what it was. Because yeah. when it's normally on Sunday, they we just kick them out. <laughs> and we're like, bye! Well, speaking yeah, of people okay. Sorry. who will not be kicked out from memory because they're amazing. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Pharmacy fun fact, did you know Elizabeth Gooking Greenleaf, the first recognized female pharmacist in the United States, had 12 children. She lived from November 11th, 1681 until November 11th, 1762. Now, that was going to be going to be the end of that fun fact. I actually originally looked up um fun facts about pharmacy moms because our episode today is obviously about moms of pharmacists but i was like what about a mom who was a pharmacist which is also a lot of pharmacists however when i looked this up my fun fact i found was that uh the date of like uh, i think it was like uh women's pharmacist day was like october october 23rd and said to celebrate the birthday of elizabeth cooking greenleaf but her birthday is november 11th not october 23rd so that's some misinformation that's me being how does that make sense exactly but also, to be fair, birth records are probably messed up because who knows if she was actually born November 11th, 1681. That's true. Who would know that? But here's the joke that my mom came up with <laughs> that I want to give her credit for, which was she was 200 years too young for oral contraceptive pills. <laughs> which is true. She she missed out by a couple centuries. Probably why she had 12 kids. Hey, you know what? She was a great pharmacist, probably. And probably a great mom. Not as Honestly, great as ours, though. No, obviously. Hey, Elizabeth, don't don't come for our moms. <laughs> but before we talk to them, we got a lot of we got a lot of conversation with them. Yeah. A lot of laughter. A lot of laughter that probably got cut off because it was so loud. However, you'll get to hear about them plenty. But for now, we do need to do a little checkup. Lexi, how are you doing? We're at the midpoint. We're at the midpoint of our fourth block. We are, which is so weird to think about that. I only have, like, we have 12 days left. I know. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Anyway, I'm doing well. Uh, our preceptor has been gone recently, so we've had to fill in a little bit extra in the pharmacy, which has been good. I've been shadowing a lot. I've been learning a lot. I actually learned, uh, I shadowed the diabetes person again because I loved it so much. 
And I asked about the GAD 65 antibodies because that is what I was diagnosed with as a type one was that my GAD 65 antibodies were crazy high. And so I asked the diabetes specialist, I was like, why, like, why would they diagnose me with this? What does that antibody even mean? And she told me that it's basically an indicator of how well your body is utilizing your insulin and how much your like how much your body is needing insulin i guess maybe not so much utilizing but how much your body is needing insulin and so she was like if i saw that i would have given you insulin too but then i would have checked back in because i wouldn't have diagnosed you with type 1 but i would have given you insulin based off of that and so which is why my a1c dropped from 8.1 back to 5.2 in a matter of like a month because mm. I needed that's the not, ins- that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, I needed the insulin for whatever reason, fluke, stress, hormones. I yeah. don't know what that reason is, and probably will never know. But it gave me reassurance to know that like that was the correct treatment for me in that time. But then they kind of messed up and didn't follow up with it. But yeah. anyway, I'm doing well. I'm liking Arizona more and more. It's starting to get a little bit cooler. <laughs> Hasn't doesn't hit a hundred every single day, which is nice. I've been exploring more in the valley, and I'm going to Tucson this weekend. And Kenzie and Andrea are coming down next weekend for a girls' weekend in the valley, and I'm just very excited. And yeah, I'm doing well. How are you doing? You know, I think I'm doing okay. Like I said before, midpoint at Sinclair Hospital. And living with the family, obviously, which is that's been great. I think this week, this these, this is the point I've reached in my rotations where I feel like I know a lot, but I also don't know enough. Like I, there's a lot of clinical moments, especially these past three days that I've been at my site, where I was like seventy percent, seventy five percent able to handle a situation, but there were just certain pieces of the puzzle that. I did not know or did yeah. not remember. And yeah. so that's those those days are always tough where you're you're forced to confront the fact that you you aren't ready yet to to graduate, which I know is the point of these rotations. And even I had a conversation with my 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 actual preceptor who I don't get to work with that much because I'm jumping all over the hospital. But I expressed her where I was like, I feel like I need a lot of guidance still as a as a rotation student. And she said, But that's the expectation. Like you met you i i met and or exceeded basically all of her standards because right now i'm apparently where i need to be which is i need to understand the basics but i'm obviously going to be lacking some of the more niche clinical knowledge that just takes experience to know yeah i will agree with that 100% like there's times where i feel like i can get the puzzle on my own and i feel really good when that happens like i had a patient ask me one time because I always ask if they what questions and concerns that they have because I want them to have like an open conversation with me and one lady asked if she if it was true that she can't have coffee with iron she had got an iron supplement tablet and I didn't know the answer right off the top of my head and I thought about it for like maybe like five seconds and I was like well I mean that would make sense that it would probably decrease the absorption because well, it has to make you poop and kind of flushes you out. And so it would kind of make sense that it would decrease the absorption if you're taking them at the same time. And so I like let her know, well, I would either space it out at least a couple hours so it can absorb or I would limit coffee as much as you can or just take your iron at night because you're not drinking coffee in the day. Yeah. 
so like there's moments like that but then there's other moments like today i was in the er sorry this is already going to be a long episode so i figured we're just gonna go for it um but i was in the er today and someone was on their way in and they had a STEMI and the provider was asking a whole bunch of questions about V1, V2, V3, which kind of went over my head in the moment. And then he said, Oh, I was just making sure that they were able to get nitroglycerin. And my pharmacist asked me what would be a case? Cause they were having chest pain. What would be the case in like a STEMI that you would not give nitroglycerin? And I'm sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, well, I know if they have a phosphodiesterase inhibitor in their That's system. all I could think of. Th- that That's was all, I could, all I could think of at the time. And I'm like, but how would they even know if they ha- – because he was knocked out. I'm like, how would they even know? You couldn't know. Unless you had like a med list somehow. But And so I'm like, well, because there's risk of hypotension. And that was the only thing I could think of. And I was missing one single piece of the puzzle. Whereas you don't want to give it if it's – right-sided STEMI if it's coming in from the inferior vena cava because that if it affects preload basically if it's affecting oh, if it affects preload, preload yeah that could be worse that could yeah. not be good okay that makes sense that makes sense but like see like a, we learned a lot about drugs in pharmacy school and so like the interaction between a phosphodiesterase inhibitor which in the end how would you like even if you saw it on their med list like when's when did you last take that right like yeah but yeah and the part of it is that if it's right-sided and it's affecting the preload then your heart's not getting enough perfusion so it compensates and it starts tachycardia that's what it's doing and so then if you're dilating or if you're causing more hypotension your heart's going to try and compensate and that's just going to aggravate it and make it even worse but I like was missing that one piece. I knew the hypotension, but I was just missing that one puzzle piece. And I was like, gosh, I was like kind of mad at myself that I didn't know that. So I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. I think my my biggest challenges these past weeks have been I've been doing a lot of vanco dosing and warfarin dosing, which aren't necessarily the most difficult thing in the world. Um, like my vanco doses, creating a vancomycin dose for someone, especially if a, a pretty advanced dosing calculator like my hospital does, it's super easy. You just plug in values for this person based on who they are, and then it gives you a graph of certain doses, and you can pick your favorite, and then hope it works. Um, what I've struggled with one is justification for what I am doing, like writing out a full note everything that's pertinent about this patient, pertinent past medical history, pertinent pertinent HPI with this patient, um, pertinent labs and cultures and data on those cultures. And then also planning trough and peak levels because we do two-level uh, AUC dosing at this hospital. Like all that stuff that you don't really think about in pharmacy school right. at all. Suddenly I'm like, oh, wow, I don't know all this stuff. And also I had one case of vinco dosing where the person was... Uh, paraplegic and didn't have they lost both their legs and so figuring out how to dose that dosing vancomycin only for it to get discontinued because the person left the hospital because they didn't need it it's just like i'm like oh i went through all this work of being like how much of the body weight does how like does this matter and what was the original height and it's just it's stressful um and there are moments where i felt really good about myself like today i wrote a really decent vanco note that had very little tweaks that my preceptor uh, wanted to make to it 
there there are good moments, but there's just you're sitting there and you're watching like cancer chemotherapy come through and all this stuff about managing side effects. And suddenly this person has TTP, uh, like they're they have this thrombocytopenia that's that's due to something going on in their body, like they're they have a leukemia and everything's going wrong. And then just being asked, like, well, what do we give them? And it's like, I didn't even learn that in school. Yeah. There's stuff that I wasn't taught in school that I need to know. <laughs> Like it's, it's really difficult. I just think I was struggling this week and last week in particular for, I guess, no, no apparent reason, but like, I'm I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. And I think it's just because I've been in this like high intensity clinical environment for all three of my rotations so far that I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, I want a break from inpatient and to go somewhere that isn't as focused on this constant monitoring and constant need for lab values and watching people so closely i want to kind of let people go off on their own a little bit and so i think working an outpatient for my next block will be uh, really beneficial anyway today's very special episode yeah as we both said before we have the moms on we have both of our moms and i don't know lexi can you describe the energy of what what we just recorded (laughs) um well our moms are besties like absolute besties and the way that they interact with each other is my absolute favorite thing because they understand each other so well that I don't even know how to explain it. It, Like they're just so good together and they always make you feel good and they always make you feel loved and they're so supportive and just so great. And yeah, like I just, we were laughing the whole time. Like it just was a good, a good episode. Yeah, no, I really had fun doing this one. I was obviously nervous for this, I think, because in my mind, like we as kids, we don't, we know our parents, like we we know them, but we don't know who they were prior to us. Like they're, yeah, they, they were different people. And so I think this was one of the very first times in my life where I was asking my mom questions about where she went to college and memories she has and if she stayed in touch with her friends and you know there's just i think that was super cool to finally for for me at least to have an outlet to to ask those questions and not feel like i'm intruding on anything which i don't think that would ever be the case with my mom and yeah. also your mom who love to just catch up and talk and i also love them because they'll just like start saying a phrase I forgot what their their phrase was already for this episode. They just would just repeat like, these, oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what they would say. They just say, oh, yeah. And we have like tons of like probably cut cut audio of them just saying so that many. Over over. I'll put that. Oh, yeah. In right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the one up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that funny, everyone? <laughs> they they just do stuff like that and they get it. Like they don't need to, there's no buildup. It's like only payoff. Like this is a joke that is so quick, but it works. And that's what's great about them. Somehow they feel just as close of friends as we do, and they have not had as much time together. Or I love it though. Yeah, no, it's 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 absolutely amazing. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to them. And hear them talk, give their perspective, tell their their funny stories about when they've come down here, and it's been great. Lexi, are you are you ready to invite them onto the podcast? Yes, please, everyone, give a warm welcome to 
Carrie Braun and Danelle Downer, our mothers. Uh, hey. Hey. Mom's home. <laughs> it's easy to feel so small. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's here. This is this is true, Lexi. <laughs> I don't even know how to recover from that. <laughs> sorry, we should have warned you we were gonna do that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot. Yay! That's what you always have to say when mom says mom's home. I oh, said yeah. hey. Yeah, no, she did. I, I forgot to. I but... forgot, so that's on me. And that's okay, Lexi. We can both take the blame. Okay, perfect. This fatal error. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a week. Um, we have two very unique guests on our podcast. <laughs> I don't know why unique was the word that came out of my mouth. <laughs> For, for the longest time, we've only ever had student perspectives on this podcast. But for the first time ever, we have the mom perspective on this podcast. <laughs> Anyways, we're so excited to have the moms on and there's going to be a lot of laughter. So just strap in. And apparently my mom says it's going to be two and a half hours. So I hope <laughs> have your popcorn. And yeah, just get ready. So I think to, to start out, I think it's really important that our listeners have some context as to who our moms are. For the moms, we have a couple of questions laid out for you. Danelle, do you want to answer these questions first? Oh, yes, please. Oh, and Danelle <laughs> is my mother, for those who don't know. And Carrie is my mom, but we'll get to her later. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Save the best for last? Yep. <laughs> Do, do you have the questions to know? <laughs> oh, I, I do. I thought you were going to ask me. I'm okay, not. Like... Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So I got to show you where my glasses were these. Okay. So I attended college. I did my undergrad at MSUM, which was uh, Moorhead State University at that time. Now it's Minnesota State University, Moorhead. And I've got two undergrads there. And then I got also got two masters there. And then, um, which what are they? My, oh, oh, my undergrad is in speech, language, and hearing sciences, and then I have an undergrad in special ed, and then I have a master's in special ed and a master's in speech language pathology, and then I have four teaching licensures. So, um, and those are MMMI, MSMI, PhD, and SLP. Those are, and then. <laughs> Uh, my hometown is the big city of Hitterdahl, Minnesota. It was population 242, and then it was 201, and now I believe it's 199. I think so. I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And what do I do for a living? I am a special ed teacher and a speech pathologist in the Moorhead Public Schools. I also work for uh, Essential Health and Pro Rehab and Enduro Rehab. And uh, fun fact about me. I don't know. There's a lot of fun facts about me. The best mom ever. <laughs> well, I did, go to, no. I did go to school for bubble blowing. And what was the other one, Lexi? Bubble blowing. You went and... to school for a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. 
So finding things I can't find. Yep, uh, I went to school for that. Um, <laughs> a lot, yep, you, yeah, I you could, went to school for a lot of things. Yeah, fixing and you, anything. And you um, met your husband in a lot of different ways. Like any romantic movie you ever watched, that's how my mom and dad met. Yes. So if you've ever seen Mermaids, uh, was that the name of it, Lexi? Um, Aquamarine. Aquamarine. That's how we met. Uh, we also met like on Greece. Dirty Dancing, uh, we were uh, we met that way too. Uh, we also uh, did not this one. We did not we did not meet on the Titanic. No, oh. that was not oh, one of our movies. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, nope. But yeah, oh oh, uh, 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 Pitch Perfect. That was another one we met. We met that way too. <laughs> so. See that acapella. That could be the outtake. Yeah. You and Rick's yeah. Oh yeah, we do every night. We, that's how we say good night to each other. Yeah, <laughs> good night. Yeah. Oh, sound of music too. We met on there. I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he was uh, Von Trapp. He had many children, and I was the nanny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of fun facts. I love yeah facts. A lot of different ways to meet people. That's life yeah. right there. Um, well, now that we've gotten to know Danelle, uh, next up is my mom, Carrie. So, okay, Carrie. so I'm the second best mom in the world. <clears throat> Close wow. second. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think so. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I attended college at the College of St. Benedict and I was a nursing undergrad. And then I went to the U of M and I did my master's there where I was a pediatric nurse practitioner. And then I returned to the U of M and got my PhD in nursing. Uh, my hometown is Sauk Rapids, which is a little bit more, a little bit bigger than Hitterdahl. And what do I do for a living? I am a nursing faculty. I've been teaching for 25 years at St. Ben's St. John's in the nursing program. And I teach at the undergraduate and the graduate level. Uh, fun facts about me. I have never been in a movie with Craig. I'm so sad about that. I didn't know it was a life goal, but it is now bucket list. I'm actually writing a book, uh, integrated patho farm book. And Peyton has helped me on that quite a bit. Um, and also I'm studying Hungarian. So I have a daughter-in-law who speaks Hungarian. And so I am doing my three minutes of Hungarian every day. And I've learned Danelle, you, I taught you some Hungarian, remember? I taught you how to say the Hungarian boss I never I want you waits. to tell the, the listeners your, the favorite phrase. The Magyar Fukita Nemvar. That's the Hungarian boss never waits. Very good, very good. Comes in handy. <laughs> we learned that one while we were at Drake for the relays. That was our okay. phrase. Mm. Yes. And we had Sophie there and she was impatient with us. And then I figured out, hey, that one does work. <laughs> so she thought that she thought she thought it would come in handy and it did. <laughs> you use it all the time. Yeah, and, you do. and you only spell your name with one R. I do spell my name with one R. And that story behind that is my parents thought that I was going to be a very poor student because they both were 
D students. So they decided they would put as few letters in my name as possible. <laughs> True story. Um, why they didn't spell it C-A-R-I, however, I don't know. Um, but I was named after my aunt and uncle who swooped me up and said, we're naming after her and their names were Carol and Harry. So that's how they got Carrie. But they don't even <laughs> spell it like that. <laughs> Anyhow. Yes. Enough about my name. <laughs> I never knew that story. Yes. That is true. It's a classic. I feel like it comes up like once a year. Yeah. Um, just because. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. That's oh, okay. gosh. I just remembered another fun fact. <laughs> oh, okay. well, let's hear it. We'll be two and a half hours. I, yeah. Okay. Are you guys ready? Uh, I still hold the track record. Oh, she does. That is true. That's right. That is yes. true. Mom, could so, you tell everyone for what grade? No, I don't want to get there just yet. But I just want to say I was first. <laughs> and it, they still try to beat it every year, but they have not yet to this year. I think it was back in 1983. I think 1983 was the year I was in fifth grade. I was in the four by 100, but I was the first runner. And that's always the fastest runner because you got to get all those blocks, which we did not. But I was wearing my brand new Kmart shoes. I think they were blue like special. And um, yeah, we we won the race and it still holds. So still track record holder. Yeah, set me on my journey for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. That really, really came in handy during the relays too. <gasps> oh. Yes. And this in uh, one other fun fact about Carrie and I, um, Carrie also has done a video of me uh, with because I still have four years of eligibility for college because yes. I did not. Yes. This is I did true. not. I did not use. And so did you, Carrie, right? You yeah. still have four years. Five years so, we can count COVID in there, too. Oh, yes. Yes. So we've been working on uh, let's go back to college. And, you know, we've got eligibility. So why not? So she did a video uh, football, I believe my football moves. And we were in St. Cloud and watching mm -hmm. Jack's football game. So she took a couple videos of me doing my spins and my, my darts and my. Yeah, the, the problem was it was a particularly cold day. So she was in her sweatshirt, her hoodie on top of that, her joggers and probably a blanket wrapped around her body. And then probably my in. letterman's jacket. She loves to yeah. wear yeah. that. Yes. Yeah, it's very warm, very warm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so even you can do those spins in your bulky clothing. It was impressive. This is this is fascinating. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> you need to change the subject. No, though. no, no. I just yeah. I can't believe that we no. all have five years of eligibility for a sport. <laughs> Speaking of all of these great stories, though, this wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have met. And Peyton and I were talking about this, how none of us can really remember how we actually ended up meeting and in the same room at one point no because it's it's so weird because uh my mom and i went on a walk like a week ago i think no only a couple days ago i don't know yesterday yesterday <laughs> no <laughs> um but we went on a walk and like the entire like half of the topic of conversation was how did we all meet like when was the first time i know i went so far as to look at my calendar to see back in 2020 or 2019 i mean like did i where did we go did when did we go to Des Moines? Was it there? No, I don't think it was there. I think it was when you came to our house. You were just going to be passing through. 
And I think, didn't you put on your calendar the best day ever? Yeah, that I found yeah. it. Yep, I found it. It was labeled best day ever. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Regardless, I, Lexi, have we ever told the story of how we met on this podcast? Yeah, yeah it was a, like in the first episode. Okay, I'm clearly not a loyal rememberer. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I, Alex also touched on it in his episode. Oh, okay. Yes, I should have remembered that, but alas, I did not. However, I just think it's interesting. Like we we met on like our third day of college or something crazy, roughly. It was the day before college I started. That's true, but it was like it was like that welcome weekend. Yeah, the welcome weekend. Yeah. One of those days we had that lifeguard meeting. It was Sunday. And then it only took less than a year for our entire families <laughs> to meet each other. Yeah, yeah. And so Alex went to college in Morehead. And so even when Lexi and Peyton weren't there, we would go up and see Alex. But then we had to go and see Rick and Danelle too. And Kenzie and Jack. You well, always great. told me that you were coming up to see us and then you just oh. stopped to see Alex on your way. Yeah, back. that is true. That is true. Okay. Yes. Thanks okay. for the correction on that. I, <laughs> I want, yeah, I wanted to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I knew that we had met before the, their sophomore year in college, because you said that you used to drive by Alex's apartment and honk the horn and wave at him and yell his name, which I'm sure he appreciated <laughs> having the loyal listeners who have met Alex probably appreciate that. Alex loved that. I, I even, uh, some of my students were participating in a powwow at Concordia. So I went to go watch them dance and do their, do all their uh, drumming and stuff. And even when I was in the auditorium there, I would yell out, Alex, Alex, but I never did see him. He never, he never came running. Oh, yeah. Huh. But anyway, we somehow met. <laughs> somehow After we all got together and the rest has been history four of the exact same person with minor tweaks <laughs> Just all i would argue well, there's, there's our prototype and then there's you got to give a shout out to the dads oh i was absolutely. gonna say they would not no one else could live with us and i am not kidding you <laughs> those are the two most patient guys ever in fact craig said he wasn't gonna listen to this episode <laughs> He said, in his words, I quote, you guys are a bit much. (laughs) I think they're the exact same mold, too, though. Yeah, they're the same mold. And and I remember Kenzie or Kenzie Lexi would drop off uh, Peyton or pick up Peyton and she would stop and be at your house. And she goes, oh, my God, Mom, you got to meet Carrie. She's just like you. She's exactly like you. She, You come in, she goes, oh, sit down and eat. Let me get you something to eat. You must be hungry. Here's some cookies. Take these cookies with you. Carrie does <laughs> do goes, that. I say, Mom's home. <laughs> Yay. And then she buys mango cart when you're living at her house so oh, that you always have mango cart yeah, stock. That was a win-win. That was a win-win-win. <laughs> yes. Wow. I miss those days. Hey, those those yeah, that's when that's when I didn't have a car when Lexi would drive me to and from campus every break, which is very kind of you. Um, not like that one time. <laughs> we won't, we're not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yep, that's in the archive. We're not talking about it. <laughs> when you brought your fish home, when you were holding your fish all the way home, Peyton. Oh, that was a good ride. I forgot about that one. Those fish lived for like a decade. <laughs> They went through multiple traumatic car rides down to Des Moines and up to Minnesota. 
Yeah. Or or the car ride where I killed my plants. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> yes. That one made me so sad. They, we were coming no. on, off of I-35 going to 494. And you know, it's like there's that big loop and there it gets packed really fast. So I, I was not expecting to slam on my brakes. And I had to. And then my plants went flying. And Peyton tried to save them. But he was unsuccessful. I wasn't, I wasn't coordinated in there. <laughs> but then he would have had to drop the fish. Yeah. See, you know, I had to choose. I had to pick and choose my battles. Yeah. Um, and maybe if I would have used one of my five years of eligibility to practice the sport, maybe I would have been a little more competent. But obviously, I was not. I hope those plants are resting peacefully. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Club. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's how we met. But that's like as if I even answered that question with how we met we just kind of did however I think what we, what we the bulk of what we want to kind of talk about on this this episode is is mainly advice and like perspective from from parents especially for students going into college in general but especially pharmacy school and this this really long and, and difficult process so I guess we're, we're going to start at the very beginning and just ask both of you what it was like dropping us off at college for the first time because we are both the oldest. And then Carrie, you had a, a different situation where you became an empty nester right away. Yeah, actually, Alex is the oldest. Alex is older than me by 30 minutes. That is true. That is, Okay, yes. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I, it was worse when I let him go to kindergarten for the first time. That was that was tougher. But it's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they were ready. They they were ready to go. And I mean, when Peyton got there, he just thought this is the place and he didn't even look back. So we just kind of like felt like we were in the way and we kind of unpacked things. And <laughs> then he just gave us the look and we're like, OK, I think that's our cue to leave. And so we just left. So, yeah. I it was back. just fine. It's just <laughs> fine. He was ready and he loved it and he wanted to be there and it just made it really easy for us. So I don't think my mom had the same experience. It, no, um, did not. So we came down and did we come down two car loads? Your car and <laughs> yes, our car. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course trucking everything in. But the best, most beautiful thing was the football players were there and they carried everything up. To the dorm so then we had to unload it and then it was where we had to say goodbye and I tried to hold it together and because seven hours away is a long ways yeah. mm -hmm. and it's not like I can't like even if she goes to the cities like say she was in Minneapolis that's three and a half hours well that's no big deal we drive three and a half hours watch an hour game and drive back three and a half hours so I mean we do that twice a week but seven hours is a little different so it's not like all right, I'm going to go see Lexi. I'll see you at supper time, you know, so you have Although to plan. You actually do that. So. I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Yep. yep. I've gone down and spent 24 hours and turned around, went back again before. Yes. But yeah, then when I left, you know, I had to try to be strong because I didn't want her to feel bad and, but as soon as I walked out that door and you've seen that long outdoor like what was it like the a bridge. bridge yeah the bridge and I started walking that way and I just went whoosh 
the tears came and I just thought my head just keep going just keep going you can't turn around because it will only make it worse just keep going and then I had Kenzie behind me pushing (laughs) (laughs) Kenzie was crying too yeah we were all like all the way home like and 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 Rick would go she's gonna be okay you know I'm like I know I know she's gonna be okay but it's my girl you know but I knew she was in a safe place, but it was just the, and then we couldn't come, come back for a long time. So it was just knowing that it was going to be a while before I could uh, see or talk to her. And then of course I didn't dare call. I, I, I made up these rules that I couldn't call unless she, I couldn't talk to her unless she called me because I, I, that's just not good. So she needed to talk to me. So every day I'm like, you know how you look at your phone, you know, I'm like, you're going to call, you'll carry it with you everywhere you go. You're just waiting, waiting. And then it's like, Oh, hi, Lexi. And I don't remember exactly how long it took, but yeah, it was, it was hard, hard for me to set limits and then stick to those limits because I am not a rule follower. And so he's a really bad listener. I, Mm. I am not very good at listening at all. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was tough because, I wanted to do all the wrong things by calling and turning around and going back. And no, I stuck to my gun. That's the only thing we don't have in common, probably. That ex- What's that? That one experience. <laughs> that's the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just knew she was in a good place. I knew she was in a good place. And I knew she would be good there because it was small enough, but big enough. And so, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think, okay, I don't, I don't know about Lexi on this situation, but I think I did the exact same thing to myself where I set my own parameters on like how often I could even think about reaching out back to home purely because I was like, okay, you made this decision, this really maybe not smartest decision in the world to move out of the state to where you don't even have a vehicle, so you can't make it back to, to Minnesota on your own, like you're going to need someone to bring you there. So, I mean, I set limits on myself to test, like, you need to learn this independence because you've spent your entire life not really living independently. And so I, I would I would fight the same temptation I think Danelle was fighting, where it's just like, I can't text anyone right now. Like, I need to work on this stuff on my own. And then and then eventually I'd be like, you know, I have, <laughs> like a text would come. And it was like, so every Sunday, I feel like, was our, our conversation mm-hmm. days. And so every Sunday, I'd be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I get like a little bit of a reminder of of Minnesota when I was in Iowa, because those first few weeks were not easy. It's not easy moving to a new place, especially when you're, you you just get swept up in all this. You're now in classes and you need to meet some people and there's people living with you. You have a roommate, you have a floor with 40 other people. And it's, it was just all crazy. And so it wasn't, I don't think it was easy for us either to, to transition out of the comfort of having your own room. And I think I think Lexi was used to living with the crazy, though. <laughs> 40 yes. people, 10 people. I mean, that was- is true. And then I never left. I stayed with the crazy all five years. But I will say, I don't know if I set parameters like that, but I bawled my eyes out also the night or the day, that, the night mainly that they left that I kind of settled in. And I was like, oh, I'm on my own. Like they had a, what did they have that first night that we were there? They had like some event in Cheslow. 
Oh, that was, was that like our, you're a bulldog. The hypnotist. They have the hypnotist. That was in our first night. Okay, our second night maybe. But I didn't even go because I was crying so hard. And I didn't want anyone to see me cry. Oh, yeah, I, remember you didn't, I remember you didn't come to that. Everyone yeah, else- because I was crying because I missed my family. But I didn't want to text because I thought that was going to make it worse. And then eventually I got over it. And mom will say that she tried not to call. But she did slip a couple times where she would call me and be like, what was the name of the girl on your softball team? <laughs> who did this and i'd be like kate and she was like oh yeah so how's your day going i was like that could have been a text message that could have been a text message absolutely hey you know what though sometimes we just need those phone calls (laughs) (laughs) that's That's okay um and then okay i I think i'm just going to ask this question of how often did you guys were able to come down and visit but i think just in particular like we had a lot of time in college and you guys found the time to come down a lot. And I know Danelle in particular, you probably have a few fun <laughs> stories for why you chose to come down. One that oh, obviously gosh. comes to mind is the time that Lexi had a mouse. Oh and, gosh. And you drove down <laughs> to help her. <laughs> so can you elaborate on that? Uh, yeah, I think I came down with like eight traps oh, yeah. and some steel wool and some cheese and peanut butter and yeah, we went to town. There was nothing going to get by there. No, we bought a door sweep. Yep, put that up, uh, vacuumed, washed everything out. We found where it lived. It was living under her um, refrigerator. Had a nice little house there. Uh, must have been living there for a while. <laughs> but we never did catch it. Never. Yeah, no. Is it still living there? Do you know? I'm like- sure it is. I'm sure it is. Not in the apartment. It cannot be in the apartment. Because <laughs> it was it was tighter than Fort Knox. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my mom was sick and tired of me calling her crying because I was too scared to sleep in my room and I was sleeping on Tyler's futon. But she's like, that's it. I'm coming down and we're catching this thing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I forgot you were sleeping in Tyler's room. <laughs> yes, because I was too traumatized. Yeah, no, hey, Harriet was a good moment for you there. You it got was, out, it was, it was closest to the pharmacy building, so. That is true. Hey, and I say that on every tour I gave at Drake University. <laughs> if you're looking for a dorm, anyone. <laughs> oh, anyway, okay, another moment that comes to my mind. I guess, when did you guys visit together for the first time? Was that the white coat ceremony? Mm. No, we were there before that. Like one of the first um, visits, it might have been the fall of the second year. We because we stayed at the Holiday Inn Mercy. Um, oh yeah. yeah. So we we were down together. I think the first year we didn't know really know each other that well. So we went the fall once in the fall and once in the spring. But then I think we started going down there at the same time, like in the next year. So. Yeah, we went to Merce to to that, and then I think your white coat was in your third year. Yeah, it was or, my third. Yeah. yeah. So then we, yeah, then we were watching the white coat from the hotel because it was COVID, and so we had it on Danelle's work computer, and we just were trying to get that screen as big as we could so we could see their faces, and Danelle's trying to screenshot the computer, and <laughs> so yeah. That's, that's that's also a talent I have is I like to screenshot Snapchat and Instagram and mom can you tell me how many photos you have on your phone oh let me look um <laughs> probably I have 
Okay, if I hit... Oh, Anyone want to take a it, guess? How do I say tell me? Oh, cancel. Oh, I just had a self-taught class on this here. Finding... <laughs> Did you oh. have to upgrade your storage? Um, I don't know. You know, it's... what? How do I tell? Oh, two... No, that says 2017. That's not the number. How do I find that number? If you go to the bottom, you'll want to hit. Yep. Um, it's the second from the right. Days? Albums? Oh, you want albums, yeah. Okay. Oh, 28,999. <laughs> let's, make, let's make that 29,000. I'm going to take a picture of you buying people. <laughs> oh, I just did it. Man, you, you look two. good. <laughs> All right. 29,000 20, photos. 29,000 photos. I don't know what number I was expecting, but that number was not <laughs> an envision. Oh, oh, my gosh. Anyway, that white coat ceremony day was probably one of the, the sadder days of our experience as pharmacy students because that's supposed to be like, that's the one moment that your parents are allowed to like, other than graduation, where they're allowed to, come in and watch you like hit a milestone and because they don't let your parents do that for the pinning ceremony no. you have to watch the stream mm -hmm. which is fine like that's okay that's that's not as big of a moment i feel like the go off and do your practical stuff but the, the white coat every other class i think after us got and before us got to have the parents sitting in the audience and and then in ours we were like there were signs on our chairs indicating like no one can sit here and then it'd have your name and then like no one can sit here and you'd be spaced out from these people. And so Iris was sitting like eight feet away from me. Lexi was somewhere behind me. Like it was, it was a really weird day. And then just to imagine our families sitting in a hotel room, just watching. I think we made the best of it. You know, we, true. we had a few beers and sat in the rotunda of the <laughs> hotel and watched and we were afraid we were going to miss you know miss the one second that you were on the screen and so yeah. then we met up with you after so that oh, was yeah, we good got dinner. Yeah. yeah then we went came and found you and yeah and did we see somebody from the bachelorette supper that we night? did we did oh, we did i forgot who it was but we saw someone i think kenzie recognized them she did yeah um but i do want to say getting together I have a fun story with Carrie of when she, this was pre-COVID, and she came down to see Peyton, and then Peyton had a choir oh, get yeah. together. And so Carrie texts me and goes, do you want to get dinner with me and Craig? And I said, heck yeah, I want to get dinner with you and Craig. And so yeah. she came down for Peyton, but Peyton was busy, so we got dinner instead. Well, that that's the thing about Peyton. You know, he's an independent guy. So when Craig and I went to Des Moines, we went to Des Moines, you know, to see the town and to do what we wanted to do. And we hoped that we'd catch up with Peyton here and there. Um, we'd make an appointment, you know, do you want, usually we'd bribe him with food. So do you want to come to dinner somewhere, zombie burger? And then he'd go, okay. And then, but he'd have something. Yeah. I, he was I mean, a very busy. I'd feel bad guy. because like starting, I feel like I was less busy during my pre-farm years. Like, like parents weekend, I didn't have a job to work other than lifeguarding, which was easy to do. And, but starting like P2 year, <laughs> I'd have work. I, I joined my job with the promise I would work two weekend days a month. And then I was working like full weekends, almost every weekend. And so 
suddenly it was like, oh, my parents are coming down and they gave me a month's notice. Well, that's not enough <laughs> for my job. <laughs> okay. Well, this was pre-COVID. This was, this was pre-farm. This was pre-COVID. Yes. And that, that is my fault for not planning as well. <laughs> no, you just missed out. So we went to, um, Buzzard Billies. Yeah, Buzzard Billies and their the Luke Combs concert was going on. So oh, it's yeah. very busy and we had to stand and wait and we ended up standing by the bathroom. And then just the weirdest random people were going through there and so we people watched for a while and then finally we got a table. It was good. It was good. Yeah, like I saw so many girls go into the guys restroom because yeah. the girls had a line. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yep, my gosh. They didn't care. And then obviously you both came down for for the first time ever for relays um, oh, together yeah. during our Okay. That's why I was foreshadowing earlier in the episode about my track record. Um I was asked to come down um and participate in the Drake relays. You know, because like I said, I don't have I, I haven't used my eligibility yet. So, you know, they wanted me to come down and participate. Well, I'm like I don't have my relay team anymore. So I had to yeah. find a relay team quick. And Carrie was my first one that I thought of. I oh, said, Carrie, yeah. anchor, anchor, Carrie. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of stretching, a uh, mm -hmm. lot of practices. Uh, yeah, but when we came down for relays, I think we nailed it. And uh, yeah, we won. Yeah, yeah. We recorded our own relays in various settings across the greater Des Moines area <laughs> it was a case race oh yeah race out, coming out of the library <laughs> the bar and library then, the bar yeah, the yeah. Library. and then we ending up at the keg stand um and then moving into uh, I think we went to Dunkin Donuts at one point yeah no Hertz Donut Hertz Donut oh Krispy Kreme it was Krispy Kreme, I thought. We went to Hertz and Krispy Kreme. <laughs> oh, yes. We were going to compare. We got distracted. The relay turned into a donut eating contest. <laughs> didn't you steal a Krispy Kreme box from the garbage? Yes, because yeah. they were closed, I believe. I, like, hello. Hello. Oh, why would you close? So we went dumpster diving and yeah, we got what we needed. Yeah. We, needed we needed to refuel. So. You know, yeah. that's wow. another call. You know, we, we were bringing back our college days. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think you guys had more fun on Relays Week than Lexi and I were allowed to. I think so. <laughs> I think I felt like I was sick. Oh, <laughs> that's right. And then like, I don't know, going to the tent. It's like, for me, it's like, oh, you, you go once and you're, you're done for the year kind of thing. Oh, but... we went twice. <laughs> Which is... You have to find out, Peyton, who's in the middle. And it might take some, you know, squeezing and pushing to get to the middle. But, you know, it's really important to know who's in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some fun people in the middle. There. That's where it happens. Yep. Mm -hmm. Then we made our own dance floor. And then we kind of pushed back everybody and had our own dance dance floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The amount of people who now know you guys from Drake, who well, who know you as, as, as Peyton's mom and Lexi's mom. Yeah. Is astonishing just from those 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 two nights. <laughs> well, we did we did make an impression. I suppose we were the only ones, maybe over thirty. 
no, crowd. no some some people will come back like every year for that i've to be fair a lot of people who are over the age of 30 usually come at like five like when it's still calm and you can kind of just talk to people like you can move around easily and Mm-hmm. But I think that's when we took our nap so we could rev up for later. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, so. so those are those are a couple of little moments from <laughs> from visits to Des Moines. Um, and it's it's good. To, it's such a I mean, it's a far drive, especially for Danelle, Um, But it's good whenever uh, anyone can come down to visit. But I also wanted to talk about not only do we have times where we got together in Des Moines, but we also have times where we got together in St. Cloud, Talk Rapids, and Moorhead. And that has also been so fun. Yeah, agreed. Oh, I feel like I've missed every time you've been in St. Cloud, Lexi. No, we had a birthday party for you. That's the one time. That's the one yeah. time where we met up. But every like Lexi lived here for yeah. 10 years. And I was mm-hmm. not here for any of those weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. Oh, yeah, and then obviously going up to Moorhead to see to see Danelle and then to see Alex. Yeah, we um, golfed and we tied. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Played a scramble and we tied. We went to junkyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Bloody else? Mary it? Festival. Oh, Bloody Mary Festival. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. And we went. Oh, in Des Moines, we went axe throwing. That was fun. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, we were all. Oh, we were that. gonna go to a, an escape room, but then it turned into axe throwing. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah, that uh, one was on me. <laughs> I think that's okay actually. I think an escape, room, an escape room takes a lot of a lot of focus that I don't think our group as a whole has. Yeah, that is true. We probably would have been stuck in there forever. They just would have let us keep trying. Yes. But it, I used Craig's credit cards, so it, <laughs> it worked. Got us in the door. It did work. That's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I think I think that's everything I want to talk about with like memories obviously i think stuff will come up as we keep talking because that's just how this group works um but now i kind of want to move on to the 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 final portion of this this podcast and kind of what i mainly wanted to talk about on this which was advice um which i think i i think lexi probably seeks advice more than me um from parents i feel like for some reason i feel like i need to solve everything on my own um which is that's what how i taught you yeah exactly (laughs) but sometimes it's good to reach out for advice and so i just have a couple of questions for the moms on just their perspective as, as parents for students who are in pharmacy school, who are entering college in general. And um, so my first question I have is what advice do you have for parents, what I just said, basically, <laughs> for parents whose kids have just entered pharmacy school or who are going through pharmacy school right now? And I guess mom, my mom, do you want to start Oh, okay, that? sure. It's hard when they're when they're frustrated and they're working so hard and you know, they're put in a group and I mean, they have good groups and then they have some not so good groups. And this wasn't in pharmacy necessarily, but, you know, in other classes along the way. And oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it would be really frustrating. And, and they're really concerned about doing well and having good grades and that sort of thing. So they, I think, can kind of feel sometimes like these little moments can make a huge difference. But I think I would just say, you know, just to expect that there's going to be, it's going to be difficult. Like it's not easy and it shouldn't be easy. You know, I don't want the pharmacist that's taking care of me to have just barely squeaked by. So they're working hard and just, I mean, just kind of listen to them and know that, yeah, it's hard. Don't try to rescue. Don't try to solve it. 
don't, you know, just to say, yeah, that sounded, that sounds like a really bad experience. So, and then, yeah, and, and the, they'll do fine. You know, you just have to trust that they'll do fine. Unless you have a the, mouse in your apartment. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. What'd you say, Lexi? Unless you have a mouse in your apartment, then please come to the rescue and solve it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Life no, no. problems? No. Come down to the more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You need a table moved, we're there. Oh, absolutely. That table got moved so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because you take rats and I actually give rats too. I give eye rats, they call it individual, and then we do team ones too. So it's funny to hear you talk about how much you didn't appreciate rats at all points in time because I'm like, oh yeah, I do those. That's best practice. So well, I it's think not we, that I didn't yeah. Rats. Go ahead. It's just that it's so frustrating having to teach yourself. And in the end, it, it proves really like valuable that the, the ability for you to teach yourself content. So you aren't just always listening for someone else to tell you what to do. Yes. Um, however, in the moment, learning stuff that you've never learned before, no one's telling you what's really that important. You just kind of got to sift through material and figure it out for yourself. That, that's difficult. It's a huge learning curve. It but. is, but it's kind of, it'd be kind of unusual if you always had your instructors have that had to be around with you to tell you yeah. those things. So. And you don't have an instructor when you get to work. Exactly. You don't have a boss or a supervisor, but they're not there just teaching you all the time. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, I appreciate that. Danelle, Danelle, what do you got? What do you got for the parents? Well, I would say kind of on the similar uh, routes that uh, kind of listen and then, you know, just have them advocate for themselves because uh, we're not there. You know, it's kind of hard for us to do anything uh, when we're so far away. And, you know, uh, well, what asking those questions, well, what have you done? What has worked? Because we don't have the background or the context of everything that's going on and a lot of times just sit and listen and let them go just let them tell you all everything and just let them go and and then try to you know do have you contacted anybody about that is there um, you know things like that uh but yeah taking a step back because you know what we did our 18 years we, we, <laughs> we backloaded we backloaded everything now now we let them let them on their own and hopefully what we've done in the previous 18 years will help them uh, push through the next six years mm-hmm. yeah I agree well this is true thank you both um my next question I had is not for I just have one comment I, oh I yeah. forgot to raise my hand that was a really serious answer. Wow. That came from me. Yeah. <laughs> I serious. know. Incredible. Weird. And, Weird. From someone, and from someone who's not always the greatest listener. <laughs> what? <laughs> me? What do you mean? Yeah. If I didn't have you on the screen, I would have think someone pushed you over and took over for I a got, little while. Yeah. I look at, I got two ears. I can listen. <laughs> I can listen. <laughs> Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. You were very good at that. You were very good at that. Yeah. Speaking of things that you're also good at, as someone who got advice as as a kid in college, going through it, if you could relay your advice to those kids who are going through that process right now, not from the perspective of like not talking to parents, but talking to kids, what advice would you give to people who are just starting their journey? 
Janelle, do you want to start with this one? Oh, I'd love to. Um, I would just say, you know, when things, and we all know when things start building up, you've got work, you've got tests, you have assignments, you have papers, you have group work, and you have one hour or 20 minutes. All those things that just keep building up and building up, building up. Tomorrow will be a new day and just start again the next day and keep pushing through and it eventually you make it to the end. So it's one day at a time and it's hard, but it's always a new day. My favorite advice that she gave me was always, you're not going to get it all done. So <laughs> just pick and choose because it's not all going to get done. But also that's the hardest advice to take. <laughs> I know because that's I couldn't get it all done and it, you would kill yourself trying to get things done all of it and it is it is true you're not going to get every chapter read you're not going to get everything that is expected of you in college done so I guess learn it right away <laughs> yeah well I think at one point there's there's points in our pharmacy school career especially I think Pichu Spring where the students realized, I think, collectively that we could not get everything done on our own, like individually. Correct. And so we all started for the first time, I think, ever. It helped that mass mandates ended. We were sitting together in classrooms again, and we kind of just collectively worked together as a group. Like we would study together and some people would focus on more topics uh, on certain topics than other people. And then we'd all collaborate and teach each other. It felt like it just that feels like that advice kind of manifested finally in everyone in school. And so, but it's hard to do that when you first get to college because you have this sense of independence that I need to do everything on my own because I've lived dependently for the past 18 years. Mm -hmm. So now I need to figure this out and I can, I can do my laundry. Like that's not going to overwhelm me one day. And then suddenly you have work and then you have homework and then you have an exam on Tuesday night and laundry feels like the biggest deal in the world because that's going to take two and a half hours for you to finish up. And Anyway, I like that advice to just to just accept that it's not possible to get everything done. And so you can pick and choose your battles. And then tomorrow you can just start anew as best you can. Do I give advice? Yeah. Of oh, OK. <laughs> I would say to be like Peyton and Lexi. That would be my advice. Uh, only because <laughs> I think the two of you had a really nice balance of you took your studies seriously. You knew you were going into a, an important profession so you you took that, you worked hard, you studied hard, you learned as much as you possibly could. But then you also had other interests outside of that with the band or with choir and um, with friends and, you know, you worked. So you had some outlets too with it. But I just feel like you can make, if you, you know, to make the most of it is to kind of be like the way you two were just, you gave 100% to everything. and just try you know didn't say no that much you just would always kind of be like yeah I'll, I'll do that or yeah that would be okay and they turned out to be you know like leading different groups and kappa psi and all that stuff it just turned out to be really really what makes you a good pharmacist is that you're just sort of whole people that way that's right yeah get involved students listening to this it's kind of intimidating especially when you are so focused on your your studies and your education, but there's nothing that I, uh, I, the decision I do not regret, the number one decision I do not regret coming to college was staying involved in music mm -hmm. because suddenly I people asked both me and Lexi, 
for entire time in pharmacy school, why are you still doing this? <laughs> because it takes up mm-hmm. 10 to 20 hours a week. A lot of time. A lot of time practicing and showing up to rehearsals and doing dress rehearsals and and checking in on all these people that you suddenly know and, and you consider some of your closest friends. It's like that's becomes an entirely whole other obligation. And so why do that? And I found that going to that helped me appreciate pharmacy a lot more because suddenly I wasn't living in that world all the time. There was something more for me to do and something that allowed me to have greater focus when I was in class. I don't know, Lexi, do you have any thoughts on the on the involved idea? Yeah, yeah. I think too with the, and it doesn't always have to be like organizations too. I think it can also be with friends. And if your friends are all in pharmacy school, like obviously Peyton's my best friend. We are in the same classes and do all the same things. And that's fine, but you don't always talk about pharmacy 24-7. Like you need to talk about other things and you need to have friends both in pharmacy and out. But when you're with your pharmacy friends, don't always talk about pharmacy and do things outside of pharmacy. Oh, yeah. Like trivia night. I mean, that was a blast. Yeah. Carrie came to trivia one night and it was my absolute favorite. I had to go all the way to Des Moines to find a group that will do trivia with me. Hey, I did trivia with you and I was. Yeah, I know you have to come all the way. Yeah. You have to come all the way here too. Uh, yeah well I love that too that's that's also very good advice the last question I have is a little more personal for me and Lexi but obviously I think this can be stretched to anyone who's just about to end their their rotation your RP4 class in general um so to preface Lexi and I um have only ever known the classroom and education what advice do you have for students who are about to graduate also just as a, a, a brief aside have you been able to keep in touch with friends from college because that's a current extreme anxiety of mine, which is that I'm going to leave college, not being the geographic area of all my friends and then lose touch with people who I care about right now. And so, but first, the first part, advice for people who are just about to enter the workforce for the first time. And then mom, I guess if you want to start. Oh, me? Okay. I would say, um, call your mom. Don't forget. (laughs) (laughs) Try my best. On Sundays. (laughs) I'll I'll show you my note. Hold on. I have a note in my phone right now. That is weekly people to call My or text mom. weekly. And so I have oh. answer in there. Oh, I'm at kind of towards the bottom, but that's okay. No, <laughs> I was putting, I was originally just friends and I was like, like I should talk to my parents order. in here. But yeah, other people uh, in here, obviously. But the, the, I have, I'm trying to do better <laughs> about yeah. communicating. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you don't assume that you're going to figure out, you know, where you're going to land right away. I mean, you can do all this thinking now. You're just, your heads are spinning about, am I going to do a residency? Where am I going to do it? What specialty do I want to do? And you're asking your peers this as they're coming and being interviewed over and over again. But I think also just to sort of stay open still. I mean, even in your first year out in practice, you're going to have experiences that are going to shape you and move you in a different way. So just just try to stay open, not too narrow. And yeah. How about you, Danelle? Over to you, Danelle. <laughs> well, um, I have this saying that's uh, been in my bathroom for I don't know how long, um, but it's it's kind of the philosophy of of my life. I feel like, you know, how your parents, they had a job and they stuck with that job for, I don't know, say 50, 60 years. You know, they went to school, they got married, they started a job, and boom, they retired. Well, my life has kind of taken me down this path of, 
uh, never straight. You're going straight and then you hit a stop sign and then you got to take a 90 degree right turn and then you go straight again and then all of a sudden there's another stop sign, road close. Okay, so now we're going to take a left turn and then you're going straight and then all of a sudden road close, bridge out, you know. <laughs> so uh, it's it's been a crazy, crazy fun journey, but it's the quote is uh, life is a journey and only you hold the map, which I think is uh, everyone should live by because you get to decide, you know, like when you hit those road clothes, like say um, you didn't pass your test the first time, like your main test. We took the Miller. I don't know, remember what test you guys take, but you know, not that you don't pass, but you don't get the score that you want. Well, you know, it's, it's like a little, uh, change in your journey. Well, you're going to do something else for a little bit until you get a better score on that test. But in the meantime, you, all of a sudden you start meeting all these other pharmacists and pretty soon you get you take the test again and then you might find out that, oh, I'm getting recruited from this other company. So just remember that it's just a journey. It's not, there is no right way. And the way that it's taking you is definitely not the wrong way. Uh, it's amazing how you look back how the journey has really was the way it should have been and was meant to be. And where you're at as you get uh, further in life, it's like, wow, I would have never made it here had I not had bridge out, you know, uh, or the road closed and had to switch directions and, and do something uh, totally different. So yeah, just go with it and uh, doors open and it, and it takes you in, in many wonderful ways so just enjoy it and 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 life is short so make the most of it have fun and you know if it rains go buy some ponchos have a poncho party <laughs> so you know hey, we had to wear ponchos for relays we did <laughs> yeah i don't i um i think one of and lexi you can back me up on this hopefully yeah i think one of my biggest fears um not fears but thoughts leaving colleges that when I'm done with college like that's it that's the end of the mm. journey and now I'm working and work is 40 years and then I retire and because for my entire life there's been this obvious goal of more and more education going through more and more things and suddenly in my mind I'm like well then I'm done with my degree I'm not anymore working towards this formalized piece of paper that's going to let everyone know that I did it, that I'm qualified and that I, I can, I can do what I, I, this piece of paper says I can do. I don't, Lexi, do you have the fear that you're just like, this is it? Yeah, I do. It's just, it's not. I uh, mean, don't you guys look at us though and say like, okay, maybe there are other things that your life will. Oh, absolutely. That but, you can yes. do. And you know, well, we've, only, we've only ever known you guys as, I know you haven't like settled, like your lives have changed, but you've, we've only ever known you with having some sense of stability. Yeah. Like you've made it, you've made it to a point where, you know, as stable as you're ever going to get, you can, but like as stable, like you, you've, you own a house and you have friends in the area who you regularly get together with and you are respected at work. And there's things, those are things that you have to, we have to work for mm -hmm. to get to. And it's tough never having seen really that part of the journey either that we're going to have to navigate for the next five to 10 years, potentially more before we're really settled there. And so I I know that 
there's living proof that we'll we'll get there. <laughs> um, but it's tough leaving college knowing that there's like this journey is not technically over. There's still a lot of work to be done. And of course, a lot of experiences to be had, stuff that we can't we can no longer really predict now that we're not in a formalized <laughs> educational setting. And then just as a quick aside for both of you, like I said before, have you been able to keep in touch with any of your friends from college? <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I, well, the, my nurse practitioner that I see is one of my college friends. Um, so I enjoy seeing her um, every, every once in a while and we'll get together outside of that as well, but not really. And I think that's because not because I didn't like the people that I went to college with, but I think it's more because the friends that I've made now are sort of the friends of my kids. So, or the, my kids' par friends, parents, whatever. So um, that's kind of where our friends are now. And so I, I could reach out to them if I wanted to, but the connection isn't quite as, you know, strong as maybe it will be for you guys. For me, I don't know. Yeah. How about you, Danelle? Oh, yeah, I got friends. <laughs> in low places. <laughs> you even stay in touch with her no, high I... school friends. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, we have get-togethers all the time. It's just, like, so much fun. So my college, uh, it's, I had, well, because I had two degrees. And then I went for seven years. Um and I'm from the area too. Um, not that, it, and then most of my uh, peers stayed in the area too. So we're all working in the same area. And, you know, like I had these two friends, we called them the tramps, and they'd come over and jump on our trampoline and uh, get together with them once a year. And then we just chit chat back and forth. One's a professor at MSUM now, and the other one works over by Bismarck. But we get together at one of our regional meetings that we have um, and yeah I, I think just because a lot of my college friends stayed in the area we still get together uh, we work together um, and then some of my other college friends that I met on our floor uh, my scene my freshman year in the Virgin Vault I lived in the Dahl Hall Virgin Vault um, at MSUM and so a lot of them became teachers and so I See, still see them so yeah I had uh lots lots of uh, friends but it's just because we live in a small community too so yeah lots of I parties I didn't have lots of friends <laughs> I just said I don't have them from college <laughs> just to be clear just to be clear I I, I mainly asked this question uh because Drake is a school where I don't think a lot of people stay where they were educated. Mm -hmm. A lot of us will 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 learn in Des Moines. We we really like the city, but then opportunities exist outside that we want to pursue. And so I think our one advantage we have is that everyone has a cell phone now. And so it's a lot easier to keep in touch with people. And so that's the one thing giving me hope that I mean, if I want to stay in touch with my friends, which I do. I have I have the opportunity <laughs> to do so, but I, it's it's good to hear both both perspectives. That if that doesn't happen, it's okay. But if it does, if you do stay in touch, then that's also great. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so that's really that's all the questions I had. Um, Lexi, is there anything else that you really you want to bring up on the podcast tonight? 
Nothing that I need to, moms. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, um, when are we going to get back together again? Us four. And, and the dads. Okay. Oh, the dads are invited? Yeah. So, well, or, or it could be us four. So we have, there's a couple ideas in mind, obviously. Lexi and I will probably be coming home around the same time in the winter. Um, yes. In like December after our, our sixth sixth block is done geez and then we also will be back in Des Moines together for relays during our ninth block and so if you can find some time to come down third or fourth week of April I think oh I I'm pretty sure this is how it goes but if you won a relay last year you get to automatically come back mm -hmm. and run again so yeah we won our race so yeah do part two of our relay video. Yeah. Well, they, I don't know if they contacted you yet, Carrie. They were going to, they wanted us to get together. They wanted to make a bronze statue of us with okay. the handoffs and stuff. Standing next you to know, the roof. Yeah. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I'd be up for that. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh, that was one of my favorite fun facts, too. I met Griff. Mm hmm. <laughs> it was a rainy day. It was a rainy day, and I saw him across the campus, and I'm like, oh, 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 there he is, there he is. And I start running. I said, wait, wait. I'm running, and I got to meet Griff. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> With your iconic. You that on your calendar. Yeah. With your iconic clear umbrella. Yeah. So when I ran, I could really see through it. It was the mushroom type, so you could have it. Strategy right there. That's yeah. <laughs> strategy. I'm all about strategy. I love that. Well, Lexi, do you want to sign us off? I think so. Thanks so much, moms, for coming on. This was so fun. <laughs> and maybe we'll have you on again. Who knows? Who knows? Oh sauce. my god, we, we would love spray. that. 2.0. But thank you so much, everyone. That's all we have for you. And we'll pharma. See you later. I gotta. I want to see you guys at all times. I gotta switch my view. Otherwise, it goes to the speaker view, you know, and I don't want that. Oh, I just yeah. want to see your pretty faces all the time. Okay, where yeah. is chat? <laughs> I don't want that. Oh God, hold yeah. on. How it's much time be do you guys up have? at the top right, Mom? Oh yeah. Oh, the view. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, gallery. Now, how do I get this? attendance off are you on a progressive commercial <laughs> i must be <laughs> <laughs> i think i am i think i am do you leave uh, it at the third quarter so you can <laughs> get, get to the parking lot quick you bet you do, you bet i am okay how do i close okay okay now i want this bigger jesus all right this I is think gonna I'm this right. is gonna be at the end I think, the podcast I think, started 10 minutes ago. Oh, it did? I've been, I've been recording the whole time. Are we live? Okay. Hi to all my loyal listeners. <laughs> I don't think I have any. I think but. you lost them all. <laughs>